I'm in my own lane, I ain't stopping till I hit the top. Till I hit the top. Call little brother, man, it's me. He just called, said he copped a new mind. Gotta stay low when I slide through, cause the block is too high. Block it too high. Take flights the way the weather good, just to hop in the job. Gotta stay low, 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 low. Whenever I slide through, never I slide through. The youngest on go, 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 go. Whenever they find you, came up selling coke, 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 coke. It's served like a drive through. You already know what it is. You're listening to the Urban Product. It's your boy DME. It's your boy Cozy Rich. And it's your girl Imani. How's everybody doing today? Nigga, I'm depressed. Oh. I'm yo, I don't wanna be in I don't wanna be in Massachusetts. I don't wanna be in America. I don't wanna be in this brick. I don't wanna be dealing with this wind. I don't wanna be dealing with any of it. I miss Mexico, bro. I need to go back. But besides that, I'm doing all right. How about you? Man's got a little bit of color. Um, you feel me? I'm on the same page. Imani's tired of Massachusetts, tired of seeing the same people. Um, there's been a lot of, um, you know how they have the love triangles? There's been a lot of love squares popping off that Imani, unfortunately, has found herself in the middle of. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, What's a not, love square? What's a love square? Not in what, Okay, so you know how you have, you have the love triangles? You have three people, like, in some beef because there's one person that two people want. So I'm saying there's love yeah, squares. Now, nah, when I say I'm in the middle of it, that's I'm not one of the squares. But I'm like. a side friend who knows all parties involved. Mm. So that's fun. But other than that, it just makes me want to get the fuck out of Boston because Boston's too small. But it's okay. You know. Really though. Trips how, trips coming up soon. How about you, Mr. Yes. Mr. Dev? Mm. I'm doing good, you know. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling blessed. I'm happy to be here on another Tuesday afternoon. You feel me? Uh, A year after, you know, quarantine lockdown, we're here. You know, we're in a completely different place than we were when all this shit happened a year ago. I'm happy that I'm still, you know, alive and pushing it through every single day. Because shit, a year ago today... Shit was looking spooky. You feel me? Shit was looking spooky because I was out of a job with very short notice and I had no idea what to do. And I struggled for the first couple, you know, weeks in that. But, you know, in the future, I was able to build myself back up and I am happy of where I am at today and where all of us are at right now. You know, we're still alive. A lot of people haven't made it, you know, within the last couple of of months and within you know 2020 as a whole the as yeah you feel me so i'm just blessed and i'm happy to be here with all y'all and you know to have everybody with us you feel me we got rich here i'm here Romani's here Hello. we got marino and jake in the studio with us you know jake finally returning back making his season six <laughs> debut you feel me it's good to have him back you know cats well, in the well, studio well, with well. us it's a vibe over here at mcm you know it's cozy but yeah it's feeling good you know um you know what I found shocking when I was in Cancun? What's up? Everyone thinks Boston is extremely diverse. Yeah. Like, everyone thinks Boston is extreme. Like, I'm mad black people. Like, it's a it's a crazy diverse city. It's because it, of David Ortiz. That's the only reason why. You Think about it. You went to Cancun. Who they gonna know out bro, there? He's Dominican. So? What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I said area, like yo, like so, like, like the Caribbean, like who are you gonna know from Boston? You're gonna know David Ortiz. You're you feel me? Yeah, you might know Paul Pierce. You know, you're 
Eh, I wouldn't even say you know Brady if you're talking about Boston because people don't really attach New England to just Boston unless you know the correlation. You feel me? Right. So if you're thinking about Boston, you're going to be thinking about Red Sox if you're thinking about important figures. And, you know, you're going to think about David Ortiz. So I could see why people would think it's that diverse, you know, until you actually get here. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's pretty diverse, you know, the certain neighborhoods you go yeah. to. But outside of that, you know, Boston isn't really represented um, the way it should be As it should be You know There are diverse Neighborhoods out here But That's not really Represented When you think of the You know Classic image of Boston You feel me You're thinking about The North End Or Southie Or You know Paul Revere West And End. shit like that You feel me The fact that Everybody has an accent And people think that Slow. You know Everyone says have But in college Bro you know college, how many people Ask like, me why I don't have an accent Yo I'm like I'm black <laughs> Yo straight up I looked at them I was like yo Have you ever seen a black person With a Boston accent And they, they just They looked at me And they're like you're right <laughs> you're Yeah right. So you know You know the ones who know Know But you know I think that the ones Outside of Boston That you know Check us out when any when anybody wants to know what Boston's like, the people that live outside of here, that's the perfect time for me to self promo because I'll be like, "Yo, go ahead, listen to the Urban Product." You feel me? You'll, give you you'll, you'll give get, you three get. episodes. Give me three episodes of your time, and you're gonna know exactly what Boston and Massachusetts is like just from listening to that shit. You feel me? Down to how we talk, what the culture is about, what we think about, all that shit, what's popping, all that shit. You feel me? Come over to the Urban Product and bring your friends too. You feel me? Gang I can't wait See And that is an example Ladies and gentlemen If you want to purchase an ad Hey That was a nice smooth 30 seconds Go ahead and hit My line You feel me (laughs) (laughs) You like that (laughs) Nigga said you want to purchase an ad Don't fucking kill me (laughs) Let's recap on the weekend Let's recap on the weekend Right right. Because you know My weekend wasn't shit But my (laughs) dog did go to Cancun so I'll give him a little bit to talk about it. Oh, that's oh, I didn't want to talk about my week. Nah, right, we can do that. All right, fuck talk it. about you. Fuck you. You experienced some happening? shit. We was here, it's bro. I'll say this. I'll say You're this. I was there for okay. four days, four nights, and every single day was a fucking movie. I went um. So so I'll just work backwards. So Saturday night, Saturday, niggas was on a boat. Niggas went ATV riding. We went jet skiing. I went parasailing. And it was all like under a hundred dollars. It was it was beautiful. I don't know how I finessed that, but um, it, this funny this funny thing happened actually while I was um about to go jet skiing. So we were with mm-hmm. these uh, we were with these couples, right? It was me and my boy Chris, my roommate, and then it was just like these these four these four people, two couples, right? I think they were from Philly too. Um, as as we're changing, you know, go go from ATV riding to jet skiing and then our swim shit and whatnot. I'm taking my I'm taking my shirt off and putting the the life jacket on. Tell me why this nigga Chris comes up to me and tells me, yo, shorty broke her neck in front of her man's jaws dropped. Nigga, Wait, look. What? Yeah, like as I'm taking my shirt off, imagine you oh, Yeah, so imagine, imagine Imani's like imagine okay. imagine Imani's your shorty and you're right there. She looks back, jaw drops, stares, and then she looks at you, y'all make eye contact, you look at me, <laughs> and then you just keep it pushing. <laughs> Bro, when I tell you, when I tell you, you couldn't tell me shit. I was like, yo, I love gas, bro. Nigga, that entire trip, I was gas. No cap. I don't know why, but like, yo, this man Shorty looked at him, and then the man looked at Darnell and was like, damn, I can't really do shit, and kept it pushing. Yo, I'd be gas too. You (laughs) be like, damn, nigga, acknowledge the fact that I can fuck your girl, bro. But go ahead and enjoy the rest of your day. 
I was like, yo, that deaf ain't your girl. <laughs> that deaf ain't your girl. And hey, and if she is your girl, she <laughs> she for the streets. <laughs> but <laughs> she belongs to the streets. <laughs> yes, sir. But um, yeah, Friday. Friday was another chill night. Um, we went on a boat again, where we was just jumping, jumping off the boat, don't going diving, just chilling with some people, drinks and whatnot. That was that was the craziest time of my life because I have never been in like open sea on a boat like that, just in the middle of the ocean, just. Diving into the ocean No life jacket and whatnot. I felt like I was living life bro I felt like I made it It was so wonderful I met so many people It's just so nice Like every single day Was between 85 and 87 degrees it was No wind Clear skies Beautiful beaches Hands down the best vacation I've been on so far That's good so, yeah. You know I was happy You were able to experience that You know During uh, a time like that You know it wasn't shit Happening out here Like how, how did it feel When you came back from you know that eighty to ninety degree weather, and then coming back to you know, mm. so um, it was weird because like while I was in Mexico, y'all were receiving like sixty degrees, seventy degree weather for the week. Mm-hmm. It was a tease, and then the one it day, was. I, and it was then a the slight tease, and then I come back Sunday, right? <laughs> as I'm landing, it legitimately as I land, it starts to flurrying and then hails, and then. Yes, yes, that day. Yeah. Yo, that was I was with my girl. I was like, yo, we literally are going through four different phases in one right day, now. bro. <laughs> so I saw the flurries and I was like, I just okay. went from paradise and I'm mm-hmm. coming back to this. I need to move. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to move. And then I saw I get sunny out of nowhere and I was yeah. like, yep, I cannot do this shit anymore. But how does it feel being back, bro? The minute I got back, I was sad. Like mm-hmm. I said, I was so sad because. Well, I you can do anything to, there. You got to, you know, you got to have a good time. You got to yeah. have a vacation. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't had. Get a, out of here. Like my last vacation was right before quarantine. Take you one. Me, take so one. I gotta go on a vacation. My last yes. vacation was twenty eighteen. Mm, I'm not going. I'm not going. Yeah, we're gonna take the pot on the road. You feel me? We we're taking to. the pot on the road. Just believe, gang will be out there soon, and it's gonna be lit. Just believe. Oh, can't wait. Mm. Oh, when we make the announcement, like, yeah, yeah, y'all will get it. Y'all will get it. You feel me? But um. Yeah, you know, I'm happy you had a good time out there. You were able to experience some life, and now coming back to here, Amani. Since he was gone, you know, we mm. got to experience that little tease. Little so tease. with that little tease, you know, how you feeling about the summer coming up? You think we're gonna be lit for the summer? I said it before. I'm gonna say it again. Imani's like gone this summer. Mm. I'm out. I'm. I. 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 I was safe the first half. At this point, numbers are going down. Everyone's getting their vaccinations. Facts. You feel me? Facts. So Imani's going Needed. to take her trip. I have my first trip booked next week. I'm going to have another trip booked okay. maybe in a couple months, maybe hmm. May or June. I'm honestly trying to be on that weekend, like weekend trip wave. Like no, yeah, leave, leave like Thursday night or Friday, Friday morning or something, and come back like Sunday night, Monday morning. So you think that time you were gone for was like the perfect amount of time to be gone for? No. Well, I wish I was gone longer. But like I'm just saying Like for US destinations I wouldn't mind oh, taking okay. Like a weekend trip To like LA, mm-hmm. Miami You know what I mean Tampa or something Like Phoenix I wouldn't mind yeah. doing that For a weekend Yeah I got a Two weekend days. trip To um, New York coming up In like the end yeah. of May yeah. Not a bad time Not You feel me? Yeah, so it should be pretty smooth. I can't wait for the summer. I cannot wait. Facts. I was already robbed of the last summer. Like Big anybody facts. that asked me qu- this question, I tell them the same thing. I'm like, yo, people were inside for an entire summer. Not the one, everybody. I mean, not everybody. You feel me? But the ones that were inside for that summer, they mm-hmm. were inside. You feel yep. me? So now that they have this opportunity, they're not missing another summer. No. You feel me? They are not gonna afford to miss another summer. And if they do, you know how much money. Y'all would lose out on if y'all locked us in for another summer. Y'all, the hell? So, yeah, everybody's outside. I can't wait. In terms of weather-wise, um, how I've seen um, 
how I've seen Massachusetts just go through the four seasons within the last year led me to believe that, yo, climate change is a real ass thing. So I'm expecting it to be warm as hell this summer. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And with that, um, the restrictions being lifted. So I I will think there'll be a point where Massachusetts will lift the mask mandate. And if you add that with the summer and lower restrictions, hey, we outside. (laughs) We are outside. You feel me? First concert I'm going to, like I already said, I am there. I am there. If you down south, bro, everything is already open. I know. Yeah, that's true. If you down, it's only the north. But it's like crazy, just because like the type of panic that COVID put on me. I go see the shits down south, and even though it's completely normal, like a year or two ago, I see it now, and I'm just like, oh, that's dirty. Mm -hmm. Bro, I was in Mexico, bro. (laughs) I was in Mexico. No one had a mask on. Like no one except the people like working at the resort. Other than that, you couldn't find anyone with a mask. I was like, wow. Yeah, but I feel like if I was in another country, I'd. It'd be weird for me to wear a mask too. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if I was go- to go to Haiti and I just saw everybody masked up, I'd be like, "Yo, this is weird." <laughs> like, even though I know there's, like, it's, there's a pandemic in this? the world, I'd be like, "Damn, it touched the motherland, though." Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel uh, you. I feel shit. you. My mom went to Haiti. She was like, "Yo, they don't believe in Corona down there." I was like, "Yo, don't kill me. Don't mm. fucking kill me." Damn. <laughs> and like, since we're like on the topic of Haiti, do we, do we want to talk about what's been going on? We can jump the past into it. Days? Yeah. You want to talk about? It? You want to? You want me to do it? Go ahead. You know, since we're talking about, so, it, let's just inform the. Oh uh, yeah. About so what's been so going essentially, on. what's been going on for for the past like decade or so more, I would say, uh, the 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 president of Haiti. Let me make sure I get his name right. Jovenel Moi. Um, he's really essentially corrupt, and the citizens of Haiti want him gone. So mm-hmm. um, what's been going on is they've been protesting, going going through the capital, Port-au-Prince. Just protesting that they he remo- he get removed from office because essentially he's corrupt. What he's been doing is just taking money from the government as well as just inciting violence against his own people. And he's from the jump has never been a good leader. So the Haitian citizens are tired of this. We've been going through turmoil ever since we rebelled from France. Ever since we were the first country to really do this shit. You know what I mean? Okay. Become a revolution, and we've just had terrible leaders terrible support from americans from the french from we still pay reparations to the france so it's just like haiti's haiti's getting it from all sides now and especially that we're getting it from the internal our leader they're just tired of it haitian citizens are tired of it haitian citizens in america are tired of just looking at back home and seeing what the fuck is going on seeing no change because our leader doesn't want change he only wants to line his pockets with the money of our citizens Mm. and we're fucking tired of that so they want him gone so that's really what's going on. That's why people are saying free Haiti because this man has been in power for way too long and he doesn't want to give it up. Mm. Short and sweet story to it. But um, what what are your opinions on, on the situation? I mean, what do you think they could do to like try to get him out? Because I'm pretty sure he has the military backing him or something like mm-hmm. that. So He has the military and has gangsters backing him. Yeah, because he probably gives them power and whatnot. Yep. So that's like, he's a he's a dictator, like a military dictator when you think about it. I'm trying to think of what they call those niggas. Um, no, literally dictators. Yeah. You had it. No, nah, it's, it's a different one when it, you're military too, but I forget. But um, yeah, this dude just not a good guy at all. And he's been in power for over like 10 years. And people are just tired of it. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like he he does have the military on his back or behind him? So I'm just thinking like what can what can the citizens do? And then I'm thinking like citizens shouldn't have to do anything. We should we should be getting help from the outside. You know what I mean? 
people like America, they always think they always say, yo, land of the free. We're fighting. We're we're, we're going to go, you know, help help free other other countries. You know, what I mean, I think like this would be a perfect time for America to come in and help us out. You know, what I mean, replace the replace the leader. Let us let us have a real election where we can actually put someone in that we believe in. Because mm-hmm. every time we have an election, this man rigs it to go his way and he should never win any of the elections he wins Mm. so there's just a lot of corruption going on in Haiti right now and I don't know how to fix it simply because it's been that way for so long that things are just like set in place so yeah that's that's the story really that was it's a unfortunate really way to put it. No, you worded it mm-hmm. pretty well. Thank you for no, that. No, I'm ahead, but it's just really unfortunate because that's the homeland. Like you said, that's right. the motherland. Mm-hmm. And I have like majority of my family still lives in Haiti. I may not be close with them, but still just knowing that my family lives in Haiti and these are the circumstances that they're dealing with at the time. Same. It's not it's not something I want to hear. That's not something I wanna I wanna deal with. For sure. My dad is in Haiti. I don't like that nigga, but like still, that's my dad. I don't want that nigga going through this shit, like dealing with people walking with guns in the capital. That's not a situation I want anyone to be in. Yeah, let alone family, let alone kids, let alone old people. Like, nah, this is just not conducive for anything. So something needs to be done. And I don't know how to do anything, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just hard. It's a hard situation. Yeah, nobody should have to live in a constant state of fear, you feel me? That's my personal um opinion on it. And it's and it's just annoying to me simply because like I said, Haiti was the first country to get their independence from from a European country. Like we're the first ones to start this rebellion shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what did we get for it? We got reparations from the French, from the Americans, from fucking England, from everyone in their fucking mama. What did they do? They took our resources, they took our money, they took our gold, they took our sugar. And what did we get left with? Nothing. And now what are they doing for us? Nothing. So it's just like it's it's just beyond fucking annoying knowing the history of Haiti, knowing how great we were, how great we could have been, and where we are now simply because of what? Politics? Mm-hmm. Cause people didn't like that. We wanted our independence, shit like that. So this is just it's stupid, bro. It's, it's stupid. Not, it's not about independence. They know it would have been a problem had we actually been success- successful. We were like successful. We said, no, but I'm saying like but I'm, I, I promise you, had they not touched anything, we would have been unstoppable at this point. So I, them, I'm pretty sure they looked at it like there's no way we're going to allow them to even have a possibility of just going bigger because they're already a problem now. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine how they're going to get years later on. You know, we have technology now. We have all these things now. The only reason why Haiti's on the low is because they're struggling financially. You got okay. people, and then you got this dude who's in power who don't really care. He's just there as a, um, like you said, as a puppet to just line his pockets, line his pop- pockets, and benefit whoever put him in power. So at this point, I don't really know what else people can do. What I can say is that I don't mind the protest because at this point, like if if gotta do something, you have to do something. And if I couldn't imagine dealing with it now, let alone ten years, so I don't get shocked <clears throat> when I hear stories about people, you know going crazy and doing that because it's one thing to deal with it for a while but to to constantly be in worry about whether or not stepping outside your house and being in some nonsense it's gonna do something to the mental so i'm 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 like darnell said i have family as well down there i have literally family the same age as me so it's a little scary just picturing myself in their shoes and not knowing exactly what to do so I definitely, hear you. I definitely hear you on that um it is a scary and very sad situation too especially when it comes to dictate um dictatorship 
because not too long ago, um, I remember hearing, or we all heard about it, but Uganda went through a similar situation um, not too long ago, and I remember how I remember how the world reacted to that, and I remember how um, Ugandans especially felt about that entire situation, you know, when it happened at the time. Um, so I can definitely empathize with that just because I also have family in Haiti. I have a goddaughter in Haiti. Uh, she's 18 now, uh, which is scary. Cause wow. like, which is scary. Cause like, damn, we are all really growing up. You feel me? But, um, yeah, I just have family over there as well. So I fortunately have never been, I've never had to live life how they like live life i was um blessed to have the upbringing i have you know whatever it was i was blessed to have it you feel me so for everyone down there for them to be going through that and some remaining hopeful but a lot feeling hopeless Mm -hmm. and not knowing what to do with that it's it's a really scat uh really sad and scary feeling um and i just you know I just send my prayers because I feel like I can't really do anything myself. You know, there's these questions of, oh, you know, what needs to be done or what should you do? Or like, yo, all that I really can do is just, you know, hold my people down, make sure everyone's good while they get through all of this, because I can't really do anything personally. But for the ones that are dealing with this, you know, I just got to hold them down and make sure they get through it and make sure that they're protected because, hey, shit, we don't know what's going to happen. Mad shit happened when I learned about the situation in Uganda. And if anything remotely close happens to, you know, people over there in Haiti, and I don't even know if it has or hasn't happened, but if I do hear about that in the future, you know, it's going to tear me apart. So keep your ones, uh, loved ones close and keep them safe. You feel me? And keep your loved ones in your thoughts and prayers. And yeah, pray for Haiti, please. Yeah, I got my bag together. Still my vendetta. We ain't never felt it. My whole gang fed up, y'all niggas ain't here forever We don't live forever, finna aim at the chin to check em My bitch look better, got a crib with a fancy setup I'm my dog in the pen, get cheddar, kicking game, business letter They gon' fall apart, we don't dig the dead em. Purple rain and you feel the weather Yeah, we jumped out the vent to do your shit at cheddar Foreign flank, hitting cutter like sword swings Palm trees, doing your thing, getting money, obviously I seen them pump shake for the shit that they hold in the bank Feds out here throwing the sink, watching me look like a snake And they be lurking, I hear these niggas play dirty Bought chain and made it all flurry, put pain in and on my fury That shit be making me nervous, can't feel me, you ain't from the curb Ain't here when we was hurting, out here we putting that working That's for certain, popping this bitch, no nerfing Shit on my dicks, it's out of but out the perfect, that's just the surface Now I'm on her like a jerk what, what happened in London? Um, there's been a lot of like murders and women getting abused. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's been like I I don't know if it's a serial person like a serial killer or if it's someone who's purposely doing this, but like they are having more and more reports come in every day. Um, and then I know it's been happening in Trinidad as well. Um, for a grip, and I just don't. Um, I don't know. I think it hit me when we were talking about you leaving for uh, vacation mm-hmm. and how I wish I could just, how you were think planning to go by yourself originally. Mm-hmm. And I would love to just, 
I would just love to up and just leave by myself. Yeah. But as a female, I don't have the luxury of doing that. Mm. So I can only, so it's things like that. And then when you think about these women in London, some of them are single, some of them are living by themselves. And it's just like, why do females always have to be in the predicament where they end up losing their life or they end up, or they end up injured because somebody sees an opportunity and they just take it for what it is. It really is unfortunate that women do have to live the lives that you do. Because what you said to me or what I said to you is um when when I did say when you did say you wanted you wish you could take a vacation on your own, like a lot of women have said the same thing to me after I told them I was going to Cancun and like I plan to go on my own. They were like, I wish I could do that on my own. And it's really speaking, it's really like telling that a lot of women feel that way. I didn't really realize that to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we as men got to do a better better job making women feel safe. You know what I mean? Especially at night being alone. I completely understand why you wouldn't want to go on a vacation alone, but it's, it's our job to make y'all feel safe. Like me, the man I am, I can never think about harming a woman, putting my hands on a woman, doing shit like that. So it's just like, it's weird. It's weird when y'all say like, yo, there are guys like that. Obviously they are, but it's just like, the way me and Dev are, I can never be that kind of guy. I'm always be there to protect you. So the fact that there are men like that that are willing to hurt women is just like shit. I'm, I feel bad that you got to live that life, and I feel bad for the women in London. To be honest with you, because like I said, no one has should have to deal with the things that they're doing with being scared to walk alone, having to have pup, pepper spray on me, pepper maybe spray. maybe a fucking pocket knife, maybe pocket a gun, knife. just so I can be safe to Taser. walk home after work or something like that. The whole three. The, I don't even think as a man. I think sometimes, yo, let me go for a night jog. I don't think about getting attacked. I don't think about anything. Mm. So I'm just like, shit. There's a lot of things I don't think about that women do think about that I need to start being cognizant of just to empathize and respect and understand. I feel like we all got to do that. No, facts. No, you hit it on the nail. Like, there's really not much else to add to that. You know, we're always telling men to do better and, you know, to teach your sons or just to teach men in general about what to do and it's a very unfortunate um event that these things happen and obviously i wish that they never have to but yeah when i do hear things like that about like women wishing that they can travel um alone i get that i definitely get that but you know rich's response to that is you know i definitely understand that as well because it's it's dangerous like i wish y'all could also but in reality, it's dangerous because, unfortunately, in this world, not everybody thinks the way that we do. Not everybody, you know, is inherently good. There's a lot of evil sons of bitches out there. You feel me? There's a lot of evil people out there. And, you know, it's just not worth the risk. And I'm and it sucks. But y'all got to be protected. Y'all got to be protected. And I feel like that has that is done better when it's like with more than just one person. You feel me? got to have somebody to watch your back like the way that women feel every day about um you know the fears that they have just traveling every day it all makes sense and like i only have like those thoughts of da- of any type of danger when i'm like fucking maybe walking in a hood late at night you feel me that i'm not from like that's the only time i'll Facts. ever that's the, that'll be the only time i'll ever check surroundings or look over my shoulder or just like see who's around me while I'm walking. That'll be the only time. Besides that, anywhere else, I'm walking through and I feel like, yo. Got headphones on, no worries I'm chilling, you feel me? No one's gonna check me and if somebody does check me, they're gonna get checked. Like, that's the only, that's how I feel, you feel me? So I'm able to walk with that but, you know, 
hearing the other side doesn't feel that way as well. Unfortunately, history shows that, yeah, y'all have very good reason to feel that way. And it sucks. But, yeah, we just got to do better. And it's important to have these conversations. No matter, you know, whoever's listening to this right now, if it's an uncomfortable conversation to be listening like this, good. Because you need to hear more conversations like it. Because, unfortunately, it's going to someone, you know, out there isn't going to get what we're talking about. And they're just going to go through their way of life thinking that it's good and normal when, in fact, it's not. So having these conversations just allow people to be more open and honest with each other. And then hopefully you take that info and teach the men in your life and they'll teach the men in their life to fucking do better. And and then hopefully we get to a state where the world doesn't have to live in constant fear every day. You feel me? Black people got to do it enough. But like women, it's just all women. And it sucks. You feel me? It really it sucks. is all women that feel that way. It's, 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 it's it sucks. Terrible. And sometimes so, we forget too. Yeah. Sometimes we forget. Like when when you think of night drives, I watch a lot of TikToks and there'll be videos of girls knowing someone's following them and they're recording like the whole thing. And it'll be like 30 minutes of them just driving wherever. Mm-hmm. And whoever's following them is still following them. And it's just like sometimes I take night drives and I'll be like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't keep doing this because Yo, God forbid somebody watching me, I don't know. It might know, be a problem. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get your opinion on this because I've been seeing this a lot on social media. Like dudes doing like um those TikTok pranks where they're like trying to scare women like um like they're just coming out the cut. Like um like say you're walking by a corner and like that's the corner right there and I jump out and try to scare you. Or like I'm walking by and I try to smack your ass. What do you think of those pranks, like, of dudes doing that to, like, unsuspecting women? I think that shit's terrible because I see their reaction. I'm just like, yo, that sh- doesn't even a joke. That doesn't even look. Yeah, that doesn't even look me. good. Like, yeah, that's, uh, exactly. It was a real life real reaction. Life reaction. Yeah. So I wanted to get your opinion on that. Um, I think dudes who joke like that are usually telling something. They themselves oh, probably okay. engage in that behavior. They're using it as a joke now, but behind closed doors, I bet you that it's... That's the same shit. thing. That's that's because you're just not gonna out out of nowhere just doing that just because you're either around somebody who does it and has allowed you to think that it's okay, or you yourself don't even realize the full extent of what you're doing or what your action is doing to a female, and you just find it as a joke, which means that you're just simple minded to me. Mm-hmm. Well, damn. So, um, I honestly never thought of it that way. To be very honest with you, that's crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Huh. Yeah, I can add a story to that because when you know when you were just talking about all that, it brought me back to you know a moment where a man and a woman were the in the exact same situation, but only one was aware of what was going on. Situationship? No, 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 no. In terms of like you know public harassment or something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. To do harm or some shit like that. So I can say say a story for myself, right? So me and my me and my best friend, right? She lives in New York, and mm-hmm. we went to Rolling Loud together when it was in Queens. You mm-hmm. feel me? I remember this. So we got an Airbnb, and we were staying at this Airbnb in Queens, right? So in order to get around, you know, we used the trains and shit like that. And the nearest train stop was, like, maybe a block and a half from our Airbnb. So on the walk to the train stop, we got to pass through a couple of corners, and one of the corners was a drug corner. You feel me? So normally, you know, me, large, large black male, best friend, 
small white girl. You feel me? So when we had to get to the train stop to the crib, you know, and we got past that certain corner because I was with her, you know, we would cross the street because our Airbnb was on the same side as like this corner. You feel me? So we would cross the street, walk on the other street's corner. And then when we get to, you know, across the street from our Airbnb, then we would cross back to, you know, then proceed in there. You feel me? One night on the walk back, I think it was literally the night um, after the first night of Rolling Loud. We were walking back to our apartment. It was late at night. There was mad people on that corner. And we did the, you know, same routine, cross the street cross the street mm-hmm. went on that street's corner mm-hmm. and then when it was time to get to our airbnb cross the street back again so we noticed somebody from that well she didn't notice but i mm. noticed somebody from that corner mm-hmm. break away from the corner and start following us so it was me and her and we were walking to our airbnb and she doesn't know that somebody's tailing us so when we're about maybe three houses away from our spot, because I wasn't going to let this dude follow us all the way to the right. Airbnb, you feel me? Because no. So when we were about maybe three to four houses away from our spot, I stopped with her. I did a slight pause and then I turned around and looked him dead in the eye. And then we made eye contact and then he turned around and then walked back to where he was going. So then I waited a couple, you feel me, made sure that the dude actually left. Mm -hmm. And then when the coast was clear, we walked back to the Airbnb before we got into the actual place. I checked again just to make sure nobody was following us that time. And then, you know, we went into the spot. It wasn't until we were safely in the spot. I was just like, yo, something almost just happened to us. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what was going to happen, but something almost just happened to us. And she had absolutely no idea of any of it at all. You feel me? She was completely clueless to any of it. I was just like, yeah, yo, somebody was following us for like a good chunk. You feel me? And it wasn't until we stopped and did all that that, you know, they left. And I was just like, (coughs) the fact that I was able to be aware of that is because, you know, obviously I'm street smart and all that shit, you know. But the fact that the other side, you know, was a woman and then wasn't aware to any of that. And the fact that it could have happened just like that, Mm. if I wasn't there, if just anyone wasn't with her, just goes to show. Yep. You feel me? Just goes to show how dangerous it is to be out here. So I just wanted to share that story with y'all just because, you know, I think it's very smart to not travel alone. Unfortunately, it's just the world that we live in. So I think it's very Mm -hmm. smart. Because y'all, y'all need to be protected. And you got to have trusted people out there watching y'all backs at all times. You feel me? Like Rich, like me, like Jay Greeno. Like we protect all of our, you know, women. And it's our job too. Because some of these motherfuckers think that they can play. And when they think that they can play, they got to get dealt with. So they just got to, you got to make sure, you know. You got you got um, protection with you at all times, and if someone's not there to protect you, make sure you have your own protection. All right. And I actually all. have a point to that, though. Yeah, go ahead. You said that she was like naive, like she didn't know. She had no idea. Sometimes you got to think about it. When we grow up as, when females grow up as like grown women, we're usually not taught to be as observant. One and two, we kind of. I feel like guys, boys are given the real talk. Mm-hmm. Whereas females were kind of like 
um, sheltered and we're kind of taken care of. I think it's the other way around. Let her finish. Let her finish. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. Kind of sheltered because I don't, if say if like, for example, most times say if an older man deals with a younger female, sometimes it's more of, oh, what did she wear? What was she saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to situations like those, I don't I don't think all females at times, they're fully aware of what they get into. Like, remember, Imani was a different... And when I was 17, 18 years old, I was a completely different person. I could even think of, especially freshman semester, mm-hmm. when Imani never used to leave the house, she was sheltered. I remember my... Um, what do they call those things? Orientation. Somebody could have done something but because of the dudes that i was with that whole entire day they were like nah you gotta stay with us because people are watching you and i'm like what are you talking about they're like you don't see i'm like no they're like well we've been seeing it so you need to stay with us because people are watching you and salute those people i will say that as a guy i am very observant of my surroundings at all times and i, I don't know why i am that way but like I have noticed what you said, Dev, like when, when I am with a woman and I do see some dudes just looking at her too long or following us or just being weird, I always I always call it out on the spot because them nigga, those dudes that are like that are like that in, in, in private. Like they don't want to get called out on their shit. They don't want to be exposed. So the minute you shine light on what they're doing, they're either going to run away, turn around like they would do with you. Or just deny everything like that they're doing. Oh, I was just walking. I wasn't following you and shit like that. So I situations like that, I just always try to call it out like as soon as I see it because I'm not trying to let th- let it get that far like where where I'm three houses away or anything like that because anything can happen. I, I don't know because yeah, I remember. I just remember. You. No, I just remember like th- th- that that story brought up this story in my head. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was um dating this girl a couple of years ago, and she was pulling up to my crib. And um, she she parked in the back of my crib, right? And she called me. She's like, I'm scared. I need you to come out. And I'm like, you're at the back of my house. What the fuck could possibly be going on? I feel, I feel that. You feel me? Yeah. And then she, she, she called me. And she was like, there's someone in the car next to me. He's calling. Like, he won't leave me alone. Like, he, I don't want to get out of my car. He's calling me cute and all this shit. And I told him I'm not interested. So, fam, I had to go outside. Like, go, go, like defuse the situation go talk to this nigga like why are you talking to my girl shit like this I swear to god I almost fought this dude like mm-hmm. really almost fought this dude story story turns out like he left and whatnot I figured the situation out made her comfortable but shit like that happens all the time and if I wasn't there I can only imagine what would have happened to shorty you know what I mean Facts. cause nigga was drunk she like when I got off. No, no, nah, nah, nigga was story. drunk nah, told nigga, the story on the pod yeah, before right I remember yeah, the nigga story, was yeah. drunk I could smell the alcohol in his breath and I was like alright Am I really gonna fight a drunk guy right now? And I was really close to it. Luckily, I didn't have to, but shit, that story just reminds me of that shit. So, yeah. Anytime my woman, anytime a woman I know is in is in need is in need or is having trouble with guys, I have no problem stepping in and helping out or, or diffusing that situation. Just because I know that guys, for one, we're stronger than women, mm-hmm. so you need our help. And I want you to feel safe around me 100% all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. So if I can do that for you, I will do that for you. Yeah. When it got to the when it got to the point where, like, we were a couple houses away and I turned around and made eye contact with the dude, I thought a, lo- a lot about what was going to be the next step. You mm-hmm. feel me? Because, you know, I had to think about when you're when you're on your own, it's, it's one different. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's one thing. But when you're with somebody else or you're just, like, you have somebody else with you, you also have to think about them as yeah. well. You feel me? And in terms of the next step or what's the next move you feel me you got to think about what would happen to that person as well so 
I I gotta remember. One, I'm in a hood that I'm not from. Exactly. You feel me? I'm from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. She's from upstate, and we're in the middle of Queens. You feel me? So I'm in an area where I'm not from. I don't know these people, and I don't know what these people, how these people move. You feel me? So I could have been like, yeah, in a state worth you. And like how you were just able to confront the dude right there. Well, that was because I was in the back of my crib. You feel I me? know what you mean, bro. I, yeah, the fact definitely. that like right there, I want like I obviously I wanted to just be like, yo, blah blah blah, just talk crazy. Yeah. But I didn't know what was gonna happen, and because someone was with me, I couldn't take the risk. Nah, I, I wasn't taking the risk. So thank God when we made that eye contact, it was enough for homie to just dip and go back to where he came from. But a lot of people who are willing to like check that and trying to see what the energy is like, yeah, I couldn't take that risk and I wasn't going to. Let me, so, let me rephrase yeah. what I said. Okay. I would do that in an environment that I'm familiar with. If I was in, like you said, a different state, in a different block, and it's just me, me and my shorty or me and my boy, and then I don't know this dude. Like I don't know who's around him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be as bold conf- confronting him. But if it's in my block, if it's in an area I know, I have Niggas no problem doing it. Clapped, I have no problem doing it. No problem doing it. Because like you said, I'm not trying to get jumped. I'm not trying to get shot. I'm not trying to get stabbed. I don't know what is in this area. I don't know who's in this area. I don't know who knows this nigga. Shit like that. So yeah, I, hear I feel you. you. I, hear I feel you. you. I hear you 100%. But either way, you still got to do something like you said. Just make that eye contact. Let him know you so, know. Let him know you know. Yeah. You're not slick. Ah. <laughs> uh. Shit. But yeah. if you don't you have off. a male friend around you, I would advise women to um, get their gun license. Your girl is in the process. Hey. Um, oh. And then uh, taser. <laughs> Go on Amazon. They have these keys that has the taser, a pocket knife, and a, um, what's that thing called? Taser, pocket knife. Pepper spray? Pepper spray. Thank you. Um, do that. Take some damn boxing lessons or defense classes or if you gotta wrestle with one of your guy friends do that learn a little pointers but that's all I can say for for, for now why are you she laughing? said if you gotta wrestle with one of your guy friends I'm dead hey you learn a lot <laughs> don't, don't do that don't why do that. <laughs> <laughs> good, yo. oh boy facts oh boy. cause you feel me these niggas supposed to catch clips not wrestles what the fuck I heard you got a new man now man now uh, bust up the block and that's a man down, yeah uh, But I'm on my, my business uh, Said I'm on my, my I heard you got a new man now, man now uh, Bust up the block and that's a man down, yeah uh, But I'm on my, my business Came with my niggas, I'm on my, my business, yeah, yeah I hate to admit it, shouty, yeah But your nigga is not your nigga, shouty If he adore you, he'll all you he not the type to do it for you Touch on your body, I know you love it when I touch on your body I hit that spot, mm, make it hypnotic, yeah. And I know you love it when a nigga get freaky I'm the type to take you out for All-Star Weekend All-Star Freaking What we had was special, now we barely even speaking uh, See me on the grizzly, posting flickies with my treasures And she get jealous when she see me with my fling Let the doggy off the leashes I can't deal with all the drama that you bring See me back at Noble with my new thing yeah, 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 got a new man so, okay. Right, so came up with this topic that I was, you know, interested in sharing with all of y'all, you feel me? Uh, there's a lot of fears that people have. Some people fear death, some people don't fear death. Uh, some people ain't scared of shit and they're just able to walk through life that way. Uh, if y'all are able, you know, mm-hmm. to share it with the show, what are some of your biggest fears, you know, when it comes to 
just life anything in general you want to go first or i'll go first i can go first if I'll you want me to leave first. by right, so um, i just said i'll go and he said i'll so go so my biggest fear <laughs> i hate this guy <laughs> but i love him go ahead <laughs> honestly like i'm i've come to terms with like just accepting shit i don't fear i don't feel failure because i think of everything as a learning process you know what i mean like I'm just prefacing my my fear by saying all this shit. So I don't fear anything happening to me because I think of everything as a learning experience. I'm still young. Anything that happens to me right now, I can easily come back from except death. But then again, you shouldn't even fear death because I feel like there is an afterlife and I feel like I'm destined for heaven. So I'm not I'm not scared of death. The one thing I am scared of and is my biggest fear is failing my family. Mm. And when I say that, I mean, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Just because of where I came from, I, the way I grew up, the way my parent, my mom grew up, the way my little brother grew up, my, the way my sister's growing up, I don't want that to be a norm. I don't want anyone in my, like, I don't want my kids to feel that way. I don't want my mom to continue living that way. I put a lot of pressure on myself mm-hmm. to succeed, to, to just be the best Darnell I could possibly be. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I, I want to maximize my potential as best as I can for, my, for not me. Because I want to put my family in a better position just because I know all the sacrifices they put for myself. For so real. if I fail, if I fail in that dream, that's that's my biggest fear. Not being able to provide for my family, not being able to put my mom in a better spot, not being able to help my brother out if he needs it, not being able to like take care of my kids or my daughter or my son if he, he needs something right then and there. That is my biggest fear because right then and there, like if I can't take care of the people that depend on me, I can't do shit. Mm. I'm not a man. I'm, I can't, I'm not a dad. I'm not anyone. You know what I mean? So that's my biggest fear to me, just being a failure to my family. That's it. If you want me to be honest, really, that that is it. Like like I said, everything else, I'm 24. Mm. Like, I could lose my job right now. I'll be fine. I will be fine. I'm 24. I have time. I have youth. I have energy. Mm. Like, I break a bone, I will be fine. I get into a car accident, I might die. I'm not scared of death. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely not scared of death. But like failing my family, if I die, I want to make sure I leave something for them. You know what I mean? Make sure they're in a good posi- position. Like I already have life insurance and all that shit just in case of that situation because I want to leave something for my family. So I'm just thinking like the way I think, I think long term. I'm very selfless. Like I'm selfish and selfless at the same time when I give a fuck about you. I feel that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I give a fuck about you and I really care about my family, I will give them anything they need, anything they want. My mom hits me up for money. I will give it to her. So I just yeah I, I can't feel my family I can't I feel that I do too um I would have to take that one as well um like Darnell I'm the oldest of my family and I have a blended family of six siblings so I really have to step up to the plate I also put a lot of pressure on myself um and when I feel like for every firstborn especially when you have siblings you kind of are a parent in a sense. So you have to set an example for your siblings. Um, so that's, if anything, I don't want to feel my siblings. Like, my family cool, but I want to be the sister to where everybody looks up to. If there's an issue or there's a problem, I am that person to where I can solve whatever. I'm a problem solver. So any issue, I would love for them to come up to me. Um, I don't necessarily want to be that person for my family, only because we have so many 
I don't feel like that pressure should be solely on me. We have too big of a family for that to be just on me. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of my siblings, I definitely want to be the person for them. Um, I think another fear of mine is to um, put myself in a predicament where I end up leaving this world because I know at the end of the day, my family put a lot of time and energy into me. And, and you could say I'm an investment in a way. Like Darnell said, you want to leave something behind for your family. But I also don't want to leave them in that emotional tor- turmoil. Because mm-hmm. I already know if I die, I already know what that might do to my sister's life and how she wants to live. You know what I'm saying? So every time I step outside, I have to be aware of what I'm doing. Because if I end up dying, they're not going to allow her to do what she wants to do because they they're gonna want to drag her as much as possible in and just make sure there's no harm that comes to her because hey if it's gonna happen to the firstborn it might as there's a possibility it can happen to the rest of them so um i think those are my two biggest fears i would say um not failing my siblings but also not um allowing their lives to be altered by my untimely de- demise so to speak so that last one that you said hit me so crazy, yo. That shit hit me so crazy, cause I remember I I opened up about my I opened up about my depression on the show before, and it was like really dark when I was like sixteen, fifteen, sixteen. You feel me? And a thought that like kept me going was like, yo, if anything happens to you, Dev, yo, it's over for your mom. Mm-hmm. It is over for your mom if anything happens to you, and. To this day, that's been a thought that's been, you know, that's been keeping me grounded. You feel me? Because, yo, it is what what Amani said. Something could happen to me, but my mom, yo? The shit that she sacrificed and shit like that? Nah. Like, I can say one of my biggest fears is losing my mother. You feel me? So, even when it gets to that, like, life moves on. You feel me? But when I get to that part of my life, I know... However long it's going to be for, it's going to destroy me for a certain period of time. You feel me? But another one that I can say, um, it's another one of my biggest fears, is um, also ties into what Rich said, but something happening to me or like dying in a sense before accomplishing what I set out to accomplish. You feel me? Like. There's things that I want to do with my life. You feel me? I feel like everybody's living experience is their own unique experience. You feel me? Nobody has to live the same exact life. Everybody's meant to live their own life. You feel me? You've been given your own unique experience. Choose what you do. Choose what you want to do with it very wisely. You feel me? So I have a lot of things that I want to do with my life before I head out. You feel me? And if I don't accomplish, you know, a good majority of those before I head out, yeah, that's another one of my biggest fears, you feel me? A lot of them are um, centered on myself, but a lot of it is also family-oriented as well. Like, one of my biggest goals currently, just because I can see myself doing this like as a short-term goal, but one of my biggest goals right now is being able to retire my mom, you feel mm-hmm. me? That's a major goal that I have right now, and I see myself... I see that as a short term goal because I think I can achieve that pretty soon. But if something was happening to me and I, that was like one of the things I wasn't able to accomplish, fam, in the afterlife, I'd be sick. <laughs> I'd be sick, bro. You feel me? So, yeah, things like that. Things like that. You know, I just got to I gotta look out for everybody. You feel me? Biggest fears is losing touch with um, 
losing touch with yourself and people, you know, before you did what you had to do. I feel so, like yeah. as we as we get older, we start we start becoming more selfless and just start thinking about those around us more than ourselves. I feel like um when I was younger, I was extremely selfish. Like uh, that sent, that question probably would have been centered all around about me. Damn. Mm-hmm. How I feel and like just things pertaining to me only. It would have never it would have never been around family. So I think that 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 kind of answer comes with growth, with maturity, with just sure. experience in life. So I'm glad I'm glad we all said something like that because it shows it shows the maturity and growth that we all have. Facts. I love y'all. I love y'all too. <laughs> just gotta let Dev gonna get there. soft on me real quick. Nah, nah. What? So ca- I love y'all. It's okay. So ca- I love y'all Jake, too. I love y'all too. Cat, if you can hear me in there, I love y'all too. I love all my homies. You feel me? I only keep a selected few around me, and if you're Facts. around me, you're around Facts. me for a reason. You feel me? I like psh, all of my homies know. Once you're under Dev's wing, bro, I got you to the end. You feel me? All of my people can say that. Dang. I hold that very deeply. So shit, <laughs> who knows? I could. <laughs> I won't me. even get to that point, but. But yeah, you feel me? It's all love on this side, you know? My biggest my biggest dream when I was a kid was to fucking get to a spot where all of my homies can live in a Cadillac. and Not in a Cadillac. Cadillac. No, not in a Cadillac. All of my homies can live in a cul-de-sac and our families can be oh, cool with okay, each other's yeah, families. Same. Our kids be cool with each other's kids. I, well, when I was like 10, Juice, Ace, all of the people that live on my block right now, I'm like, yo, when we make it, fam, we're going to all move into a nice little cul-de-sac. You feel me? Your crib will be there. My crib will be Take there. Over. Our kids will be cool together. And you know that's our block, you feel me? And it'll be lit. So I've had it. I've always been like Mm-mm. one to just show love and want everybody to just come up with me and the growth is there. Cuz I always say this time and time again. I'm going to get there. Okay? <laughs> but I just want to take as many people as I can with me for this ride, you feel me? Everybody's experience is unique. Mm-hmm. So why not share that with as many people as you can? Shit. I feel that dev like no matter what, I know I'm gonna be fine. I know I'm gonna I'm handle my business and do what I gotta do to make sure I'm taken care of and mine is taken care of. But why not have but my guys? Ride, exactly. Bro, like, yo, I be talking the same way as you. Except call the sacks, I'm like, yo, we all gonna have our own families, you know, cause we all plan on living in different states and yeah. whatnot, cause I'm I not living that. in Massachusetts. I feel that. But like, yo, we gonna link up like twice a year on vacation, bro. Yep. And it's gonna be We gonna be doing some crazy <laughs> shit every fucking time. We gonna pick it back right back up. Like nothing happened. Like Facts. nothing changed. Facts. Like I, I, I can't wait for that part of my life. I really can't. Thirties, mm. oh, here we come. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. It's gonna be lit. Bro. I can't wait to meet Imani's husband, hubby. Oh, I can't wait to meet your, meet your wife. You probably already have. Same. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to test your nigga, though. Facts. Just, just know that. I'm going to test that nigga. I'm going to test see, that see. nigga, bro. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I already. Hey. He's going to be like, yo, I can't do this anymore. Your people. Oh you know what's God. crazy? I've had so many guy friends that say the same shit. Like, yo, oh, I can't real? wait to see who your nigga going to be. And I'm just like. Because <laughs> it's going to be stressed. Uh, <laughs> I okay. feel bad for that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Especially bless. with the niggas in the money circle, bro. What the hell? Outside of us. Just the. Yo, you got niggas in your circle. You gotta have a very secure man. Facts. Very secure. Because if it's not, it's up. 
<laughs> I won't take too long on this topic. If I feel like we need to talk about it further, I'll get into it next week. But I do want to mention the Grammys real quick. Hmm. I do want to talk a little bit about the Grammys. People if we still can. watch those? Can I give you? Can I give you like a? a yeah, a, go ahead. Before I give my though. spiel, because I'm gonna go. You feel me? So okay. go ahead. Go ahead. So we I'll know we, we know how the Grammys is, eh, but it's mostly it. trash. So USA Today <laughs> said that the telecast average a record low, eight point eight million viewers on that's Sunday. It? That's fifty three percent from eighteen point seven million from last year's telecast. My thing is like the Grammys is music, right? It's not. Yes. That's not the God bless recording academy. That's an. Meg won three awards, right? Yes. Um, the baby won four on her first year. Well, good and for her. I will she say, should. congratulations for that. Yeah, like besides she had her, a crazy of a year, but congratulations. Besides her, though, like who else? Who else do we care about? <laughs> do, do you want me to go? I, yeah, I would. Love, I didn't. I did not. I go. All right. Because <laughs> it said, is there anybody else? Yes. So I didn't like me. I don't watch the Grammys simply because I think that like award show is just like played out. It's fake. I don't think it's I real. Like I see, I see like people win awards, and I'm like, you shouldn't be winning that. It doesn't make sense how you got that award. Like, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like, didn't didn't what's it called? Who got screwed the other day? Macklemore. Didn't Macklemore win a fucking Grammy over like Kendrick, Cardi, fucking um? We don't have to go there, bro. But you know what I'm talking about, though, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, yeah, though, right? Exactly what you're talking so about. So after won over Kanye, Jay Z, Drake, Kendrick, bro. Yeah. After after that, that's when I was like, this is not a real award, like a real award show at all. This is a popularity contest. So when I found that out, I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna waste my time watching this shit. Half the time, the people that deserve this trophy or this this award don't get it. So mm-hmm. that's how I feel about the Grammys, Oscars, fucking Emmys, all them award shows, all rigged, all rigged. I just watch them for the performances. It's true, true. I really watch them for the performances. Lil Baby killed it as he should. The baby. Or Lil Baby No Lil both. Baby Lil Baby both, okay. both Both killed their performances I think I watched The Baby so The Baby No nah, he did his thing Roddy was there Yeah he did They performed He's Rockstar. short bro He's so short I yeah. don't know what man's was wearing That man is a southern man to a T He's from Charlotte <laughs> Okay that's the south North Carolina Right that's the south let me tell you, I have South. family in North Carolina. They will tell that you not the That's south, the bro. south Anything they If you snow, speak to bro. anybody from that place that's the South. They consider themselves the South, bro. Anything past oh. Virginia is the South. That's the South. Really? Bro. Yeah. If that's you, the gotta, middle you of the country. Think about the DMV area. So, like, bro. you got DC, Maryland, Virginia. After Virginia, everything's the South. That's bro. the South. I, I promise you. When you I go hear down a, there, when I hear a North Carolina, I'm gonna consider you the North, and then South Carolina is where the South starts. Oh, don't get me wrong. That's South, how I see South Carolina is where the South starts. South Dakota is in the South too. Don't sleep. All right, that's different. Shut up, nigga. Yo, yo, yo. You. <laughs> Fuck you. No, 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 no. To his defense. Tell me that shit don't make sense. No, no, no. To your defense, South Dakota. The Carolinas, you. the Carolinas are the only thing that actually makes sense because South Carolina is real country, country compared to North Carolina. Oh, that's what I'm but, saying. I, I don't know, but he's right with the North and South. You can't really, Dakota, you can't really put those two, two together. But North Carolina is the South. You know, no one cares okay. about South Dakota and North Dakota. I don't even know why there's two Dakotas. There should be yeah, one giant ass Dakota. Hey, shout out to Dakota Fanning, wherever she at in life. The shout fuck? Out to her. <laughs> <laughs> shout wow. out to her, wherever she at in life. You feel me? <laughs> but yes, ahead, the Dad. Grammys. Because um, mm. Rich said, was there anyone to even care about? Yes, in my opinion. Um, so let me hear. Right, it. so Roddy Rich was nominated for, I believe. 
maybe five or no. six six Grammys this year. What did he drop? Okay. No, no, no. It was it was for the 2020? calendar year is twenty twenty. Okay, yeah. okay. So he was nominated for six Grammys, right? Okay. And you got to think about the type of year Roddy Rich had. You wait, feel wait. me? You got to think about the type of year Roddy Rich had with that album. You feel me? He won two Grammys in the twenty nineteen Grammys. He won two Damn Grammys for the box. Feel me? No, no. This was before his debut album even dropped. So he won a Grammy for mm. Ballin' with Mustard and Racks in the Middle with Nipsey. That's what he won his two Grammys off of currently. You feel me? So that was before his debut album even dropped. When did his album drop? I thought it dropped in 2019. Yeah, but the Grammys was before that. Mm-hmm. If the Grammys is now, he dropped his like what? Bro, they, how they do it is like you, it's like for the 2020. Yeah, like, but he dropped it in 2019 is what I'm saying. So they should have already... No, because of but they did oh. it in the beginning of 2020. Okay, because like, right. like so, he dropped late 2020. Like okay, a okay, that makes sense. for everything. Okay, okay that makes sense. All right. I was just confused. My fault. Yeah. So um, that happened, and you got to think about the type of year that Roddy Rich had with that fam. I don't know how long the box was number one for. Okay. I don't know how long that song was for, but that shit, bro. When the album dropped, the box was the second song on that album, bro. Once everyone got, you got to think about it. Once everyone got to the second track of the album, it was up from there, bro. It was up from there. Um, And you heard it everywhere. And to think, you know, even after that, the rest of the album was also fire. But even after that, Roddy had the, you know, features that he had. He had obviously the Rockstar feature. Um, He had the feature with Gunna. He had a couple notable features after that as well. So, Baby... Lil Baby, Da mm-hmm. Baby, and Roddy Rich had an incredible 2020, in my opinion. And the fact that all three of them were nominated for multiple Grammys and all three of them won zero Grammys Go was on. very telling to me. You Which feel me? why I don't watch the Grammys. Very telling to me. I know, but it's like it's like this one thing where I get when people are like, I get what people are like, you know, fuck the Grammys. The Grammys don't really matter, blah, 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 whatever. How I see the Grammys is, one, it's a great nod to the young director young generation and um, artists coming up because it's a nice boost to their career when they have that thing under their belt, when they have that accolade under their belt, it's a nice boost to their career. And also, once you win a Grammy, being Grammy nominated is one thing, but once you're a Grammy award-winning artist, the check goes is up. The price goes up. Oh, yeah. So whenever I see artists that I fuck with in those type of, like, you know, situations, like when I see... Lil Baby nominated, The Baby nominated, Roddy nominated. Niggas that I fuck with, whose music I fuck with, when I see that nominated, I'm like, word, that's what's up. Because, you know, now their price is about to skyrocket. You feel me? And then when they fuck it up, it just lets me know they're just giving these nominations out, you know, just to cater to black people or just to have black people just pull up to their platform and watch their favorite people lose. How I feel they do it, because they did it in the past. Like, I remember last Grammys, the big issue was that Travis walked away with nothing. When he was nominated for Mad Shit because of Astroworld. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, the Grammys have this thing of, you know, giving all of our favorite artists the nomination just so it can be like, here, nigga, damn, we gave you something. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to the actual awards, they don't do it. And I just feel like, yo, all these companies are doing, or all these organizations are doing, and they're just trying to pander to the black vote. But they're still screwing these young artists out of, you know, a giant achievement that a lot of people, musical artists especially, look up to. So that's my that's my beef with the Grammys. That's why I don't watch them. But I wanted to, I wanted to ask you who won best new best artist. Best new artist was Megan. All right, I was gonna say if it wasn't Lil Baby, it better be no, her. No, because no. I think Lil Baby was nominated last year. I think. 
No, best artist in general, isn't it? Like best, nah, it, no, best new artist, the, the artist song? of the year. I don't, I don't think those are artists of the year. I can tell you that should have been Lil Baby. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there was an artist of the year category. There was a song of the year, a record of the year, album of the year, you know, etc. But and the fact that he artists, didn't no. win any of them is insane. Yeah, especially with the 2020 he had. So I can't respect him just based off that. This nigga had the best 2020 musically of anyone. Better than Meg, and you had to, yeah, way better than Meg, and that's saying something. And like, I didn't have a beef with their list of um, like hip hop albums of the year. I didn't have any beef with that because um, the albums were dope, obviously. So I was like, it is what it is. But um, to then think you have these people come on and perform, like the fact that the baby Roddy and Lil Baby performed, and the fact that Lil Baby was the last performance, you. Like, the Grammys know who the top niggas are. You feel me? They know who people are coming here to see. And the fact that they're still snubbing them out of artists repeatedly. It's just like, yo, it just feels like... you. To put it in a way, you're giving everybody blue balls, bro. Wow. They're giving all of these artists right. blue balls in a, in a sense. You feel me? And it, it's a crappy feeling like blue balls is. This. So it sucks. It sucks. Imagine it's me, disrespectful. It, this, is how, this is how it's blue balls. Imagine you telling me, right... Where I'm gonna perform, like you, you're performing last, right? You're the headline. If I'm, if I'm performing last, that's the end of the show. Niggas are seeing me last. Mm. I'm the fucking main. He's event. the headliner. You feel me? I'm the no, no. I'm the main yeah, event. Facts. I'm the main event, not the headline. I'm the top notch. So I'm expecting y'all. If I'm top notch, I gotta be getting something. You feel me? They ain't gonna just put me here for no reason. Got nothing. That's like you telling me come over at 1 a.m. to chill, and you actually want to chill. <laughs> You feel me? You feel me? You feel me? It's a waste of my time. Like, why am I here? Why am I doing this performance? Why am I giving my energy when you're not giving me anything back? Facts. So I feel you with that. That me on my nigga. That was a perfect analogy. I hope I. I hope I can make that simplistic for you. No, no, that and made. It, yes, thank you, thank you. Not yeah, it was just you know it, it sucks and. Um, but that's why they're not getting that many views. It's, that's what I'm saying. Like they getting hip. It's okay. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not gonna watch it if I know my the dude that should be winning is not gonna win. I'm not waste my time. Facts and like how much you know and the fact that Lil Baby was the one the one that performed last and the song that he performed was the bigger picture and you know everything with the ties to like the BLM thing like the fact that they made that one to be last I was just like yo this is another way that I see the Grammys and just like CBS and all this shit they do a lot of pandering mm -hmm. they do a lot of pandering obviously they know what the trending issue is within the black community like so how do you get all these how do you get the black community there you know bring all the artists that they love bring up whatever issues are relevant at the moment you know do a little flash over to show that Beyonce and Jay-Z are in the same event okay. and then you know black people are gonna come and flock and it's annoying it's very annoying because you're leaving you're cutting a lot of people out out of an, an achievement that they would really appreciate and ones that you know grow up as kids watching their favorite artists win Grammys and be like yo I can't wait to win my own and then they get the greatest announcement which is that they're nominated to just then go there highly confident because being Roddy Rich, I would be confident going into that shit thinking I'm going to win something too. Performs twice 
and then wasn't given anything, I'd be tight. Why so, you here? know, I'm not going to be, and I'm going to give it up for Megan because I'm also proud of Megan. I'm not going to take away from anything Megan did th- uh, this year, especially with the type of year that she had. I'm going to give her she nothing but flowers. Me. Same thing with Beyonce. I'm going to give all of them flowers. You feel me? But it just sucks. Um, it sucks when, you know, everybody that you think should win doesn't. And, you know, I'll just leave it at that. You feel me? I know we got to wrap it up, but I'll just leave it at that. You feel me? All right, let's get into. Uh, wait, do we got new music? Yeah. I don't even think. Uh, this, well, I mean, yes and no. This, okay, really. this, this weekend was kind of dry. Right, so I see yes this, right? No. Give you on, right? I see that. So that was just him. It's like one new it song. It was like one new song. I was they very just put upset. Two things together. Yeah, I was like, okay, it's something new. And then I was like, the oh, way so Dad it's just one song. <laughs> Okay, cool. No, nah, fuck with Gibby on. No, no, no. no that's like, Gibeon. really? No, because I was really upset. It was just one song. <laughs> nah, because I fuck with Gibby on. Gibby on makes smooth music. Hey, but, like, the way this project way, was presented yeah, to me, I was just like, me oh, this look like, you know, maybe I'm about to get, like, four <laughs> new tracks. Because I knew it was going to be. Is that the EP he dropped I, and then he added one? Bro, yes. it's uh, it's Take it's Time, which two. is the first project he dropped. And then the second EP he dropped, he yep. just put both of them together and then added one song. It's the last if he did that same thing but maybe added like four or five songs i would have been like hey yo this is lit you feel me but the fact that he did it and it was just one song i'm just like he's ah, ignorant for that this, yeah, no, he, get, get a check he's popping get a check i right. feel it i would do the same thing it, it's a streaming game right now i would do the exact same thing you feel said, me? let me just get all these streams it up. just wasn't worthy to talk about this week that's all that's why i was about to just breeze right over you feel me did you like brent fire's new singer? yeah i saw what he was trying to do with international i feel like Month. i fucked with it i, I feel like bass should have been in there and would have threw it bass. Oh, I thought you said Bay. I was like, who's this Bay? No, no, no. Um, I think this nigga's toxic. He's like future, the R and B future. He don't got a. Oh bae. no, that's a fact. They all his Bay. It's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I fucked with the Brent Fires track. You know, I'm loving the shine that Brent Fires is starting to get in his career. So he got smooth vibes. It's not like. You know, it wasn't like a fire, you know, track. Like I, I don't feel like think the bass would have did it. Yeah, I don't think he was trying to make like it's a hit. But yeah, it, it was a smooth track. I saw what he was trying to do. You know, show love to all the women. Why not? I feel it. Yeah, I fuck with it. All right, can, can we get into a reality checks now? Yeah. <clears throat> all right, let's get into our reality checks. Let's do it. So, um, my reality check is: don't let someone who has shown you their true colors get a second chance at fucking with you. And uh, what do I mean by that? So if you've been fucking with someone and they showed their their true colors, a.k.a. they did you dirty in some type of way after weeks or months or or days even of of fucking with them, that was who they really were. Because no one is going to do you dirty unless they've always they've already done some typical shit like that. Or it's just in their nature. You know what I mean? So they showed you their true colors. So I would not allow that person back into your life if that person hurts you. If they cause you discomfort, if they cause you emotional distress, if they did anything to inconvenience your life in any way, I would not allow that person into your life because they're going to keep repeating what they did before because that is their true colors. That is in their nature. So learn from the learn the first lesson. Don't learn from a second lesson. Don't learn from a third lesson. Don't learn from a fourth lesson. Learn from lesson one. Take it as it is and move accordingly. Don't let someone who's shown you their true colors get a second chance at fucking with you. Mm-hmm. They don't deserve it. That's a fact. I respect it. Very much so. Um, my reality check, hello, is um, don't be afraid to step out. Not step out. Don't be afraid to be by yourself and just cut the whole fucking world off. Like, if you feel like everybody's pissing you off, you feel like everybody's just doing, like, the absolute most, and you need time to yourself, and you need to literally turn, put your phone on do not disturb, 
like do not disturb do not disturb girl my guy do not be afraid to do it because i promise you at the end of the day it will bring you more pleasure than pain and if you feel like you have to take it to that extent that then that means you have an actual reason for ghosting i hate the i hate the fact that people call it ghosting but you know what i don't call it ghosting i'll call it self-care so don't be afraid to practice self-care by excluding everybody from your life your circle your peace Facts. that's it i wouldn't even call it ghosting i'd call it a self-reflection the fuck <laughs> i had a moment of transparency that's what happened <laughs> but yeah all right so for my reality check right i'm just gonna say yo i'm a big advocate of living for yourself and doing what you got to do for you but but i can say that while you were doing that you feel me live your best life do whatever that you feel is right for yourself but while you were doing that keep everybody else out of your shit you feel me because yo when we do shit for ourselves we tend to not give a fuck about who it affects or like who it bothers we just do what we want and we just move accordingly but yo there's nothing wrong with doing that you feel me just leave everybody else out of your shit and then no one will have problems with you i think that yo there is a very capable way i mean obviously if what you're doing is legally like moral you feel me i think there is obviously a nice way to you for you to do everything that you want without offending anybody you just got to know how to when to leave people out of your shit so that'll be my advice to you you feel me live your life how you want to live it just leave everyone else alone don't bring other people into your shit because once you bring them in now they're part of the ride too And if you fuck up Now they fuck up Let your own fuck up Be your own fuck up You feel me Let everybody else Out of that shit You wanna go do some nonsense Go do some nonsense But don't drag me Into this shit Cause now if I'm involved In your nonsense Nigga I didn't wanna be here Why'd you pull me Into this shit bro You could've been a fuck boy If you wanna be a fuck boy But leave me out of it mm. Now you got me lying To shorty And why do I gotta lie I don't even give, give a fuck About the chick <laughs> but now you got me lying to her what the hell oh, <laughs> leave me out of your shit <laughs> you yeah. feel me that's my reality check alright let's get into our vibes of the week so um, my vibe of the week is off uh, ESTG's album I Still Don't Feel None and it's um, Young Drug Dealers feat- featuring Babyface Ray yeah 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 make it real uncomfortable for niggas <sighs> think they can go out of shit niggas Forever can't rolling She sucked that I ain't fuck her, I'ma bet it I ain't tucking Caught a dancing ass nigga out clubbing Hit him with a couple, I'm the boss and the muscle Do a bum, blood said he want a free dub rocking crumbs Signed to the street way before I had to pump The coldest eye, I'll show you how to make your shake the buds Switches on them glizzies, ain't no way that they can run Real plug in my label, means with a gun Baby girl in love, she just wanna fuck a thug Young drug dealer with a rap nigga dream Shirt off riding in the dawn, smoking weed Young drug dealer, just some dog in a dream Take your shirt off for me, baby, let me see Real drug dealer, I'm a rap nigga's dream Young drug dealer, 
dealer, just some raw and some fiends. Young drug dealer, got it all, what you need? Real plug, nigga, I'm a rap nigga's dream. I'm like, fuck niggas, standing long, what you mean? Fuck niggas. I'm online with the plug, what you need? I'm Miami top speed, nigga, you ain't got these. We get 50 for the 30s, that's why we don't pop these. Toss her in the drop, then I made her drop me. I told her, send her front, I left the baggage on the scene. Fuck it, Diamond HD, you can see it if I tuck it. New American jeans, I just bought them just to stuff them. I just spent a bag for a bag, Louis luggage. Nigga, tuck your bitches, me and Douglas. Mention in the hills, turning up, she thinks she clubbing. Hood nigga, I'm on Rodeo, still clutching. Still organized crime in LA, still crunching. Still, nigga. And that was uh, Young Drug Dealers. You're welcome. Okay. Um, Imani, I'm gonna change mine. It is Vexo by um god bless i always say his name wrong k tranada you oh. got it k tranada um featuring Goldlick, ari pensmith you know you know the vibes but yes my vibe of the week is vexo by k tranada <laughs> And 
was my vibe of the week. <laughs> and then for my vibe of the week, right, it's going to be um, Thieves in Atlanta by Young Blue featuring Koi LaRae. check them out you feel me koila ray is currently doing numbers with her latest track she no more parties with a uh, little dirk you feel me so shout out to her go show us some love you feel me when is that push icy track dropping nigga uh, i don't really care it don't really matter to me you feel that me? shit yo that shit sounds crazy okay i think <laughs> all right and that's pretty much the end of our episode you feel me um make sure you're following us um if you are on youtube make sure you like share and subscribe Listening to audio, leave a review. If the platform takes reviews, make sure you're following us on our socials. You feel me? And yeah, it's lit. We're going up. 
season six never going down you feel me so let's keep going up and let's go up together you feel me it's been your boy DME it's been your boy Cozy Rich and it's been your girl Imani and you've been listening to the Urban Products we will catch y'all next week love deuce